Back in the day, I used to present a radio show on Yukon's Pugs Radio, and it was absolutely brilliant. Even though I'm not coming back to present the show for another series, what we thought we'd do is reissue all of the rip ticket shows that went out with me at the helm here on Talking Smith About Film, giving you lots of reviews that you've probably never heard before. from Suicide Squad by the mighty 21 Pilots. Good afternoon, ticket holders. Welcome back to the Rip Ticket Show here on Pulse Radio. My name is Jack Smith, fresh from a media newcomer of the year nomination. Thank you all for getting your nominations in in time. Joining me in the studio is my illustrious guy, Liam Murphy. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you? Uh, I am not doing too badly at all. We've got a very relaxed kind of show today because we've only got one film to review, but it's a film all of you have been seeing this week. No, it's not Dumbo. We're not, we're not stooping that low. Um... <laughs> Uh, it is the latest from DC. Uh, that kind of explains why we went with Heathens for the opening song today. Uh, it is a film about a 15-year-old kid who gets superheroes of his own. Uh, it is... What are the... I'm, I'm not going to spoil too much about the review because we'll get on to it in a minute, but Shazam feels like it's a new era for DC, doesn't it? Yeah, it's... It- it, it's, it just feels fresh. It's something different. It's not. It's moving away from that bleak tone that yeah, yeah. has been set by the prior install prior installments. Uh, yeah. So, uh, like, like we say, we, we're going we're to put a good amount of time into to this review because we, we have the time to do so today. So let's just get straight on with it. Your first review and probably only review, unless I get to talk about Wild Rose later on the show. But that's bye bye. Uh, our first review today is the Almighty Shazam. You've run from foster homes in six counties. I can take care of myself. Give these people a chance. Because that's what they're giving you. This is Billy Batson. They seem nice, but don't buy it. It gets real Game of Thrones around here. <clears throat> Dude, just messing around. You look at me and you're like, why so dark? You're a disabled foster kid. You've got it all. If you could have one superpower, what would you pick? Everybody chooses flight. So they can fly away from this conversation? No, because heroes fly. What, you need your fake family to stand up for you? Hey! Man, sorry about that. Go, go, go! Found it! Get out the way! Bailey Batson. I choose you as a champion. Say my name so my powers may flow through you. But I don't know your name. Shazam. Wait, for real? Okay! Shazam? Billy! What is happening? You're the only person I know that knows anything about this Cape Crusader stuff. Can I? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, right? What are your superpowers? AM to the BM, BM to the AM If I quit this season, I still be You okay? Why are you talking? Oh. BM. 
Your phone's charged. Your phone's charged. What the hell? You're like a bad guy, right? You have bullet immunity. I'm bulletproof. <laughs> You're dead. Sorry about your window. Have a good night. You're welcome for not getting robbed. Oh, hey, what's up? I'm a superhero. We literally died laughing hearing that trailer back. It's, it's one of those rare films that just t- cheers you up. So to give you kind of the flavour of the plot, 15-year-old Billy Batson, uh, he's a foster kid. He uh, meets this magical wizard who grants him the use of his powers just by saying the word Shazam. Uh, all the way, he tries to sort of make peace with his friend. He's trying to settle into a new family. Uh, and goes a big threat in the form of a guy called Dr. Sivana who wants to try and get the powers and unleash all this evil upon the world. We do have a clip, and it's quite a good clip in my eyes because it doesn't give too much away. So for all you guys who haven't seen the film yet, do not worry. This review is spoiler-free. Um, we have a clip uh, from quite early on in the film of uh, Billy and Freddy, who we're going to be talking a little bit more about in, uh, in a few minutes' time, sort of figuring out what Shazam's power set is all about. Here's a clip. Okay, let's do this. How do we do this? Just, um, just like Superman it. <laughs> I got obviously you have to jump. Come on. How is any of this obvious? Okay. Try, uh, t- t- to believe that you can fly. Okay, I read this deep dive into peer-reviewed studies about superpowers, and in 6 out of 10, belief is the key. Belief, 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 okay, okay. I believe I can fly. I believe I... I believe I can fly. I believe I... Did you believe? Yeah! You want to try invisibility? How do I do... Forget it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, so that gives you an idea of the sort of, sort of the film we're talking. I'll, I'll, Liam, uh, you, you go you go ahead. What, what do you think of Shazam, then? I just think like, it, it plays very much on that fantasy all everyone has as a child. What if I had superpowers? Yeah, like, yeah. And I think it, it does a really good job of um, bringing that to life, that, that, that feeling. That, like, if... if if you're going into the film watching it as a like a kid, I imagine it, it'd be an absolute like hoot to watch. Oh, like, oh, oh yeah, I mean it was predominantly kids yeah. at my showing on Monday. Yeah. But but yeah, it was like I said, like I said at the in the opener, it's moving away from that bleakness. Not too much, you, you know. You've got hints of it there, but it's it, it's it's a real it's a real good shift from like previous DC installments. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. DC have got a lot riding on this one. They've had a mixed few years, as you yeah. said. Uh, with the release of Aquaman in December, it felt like they finally sort of worked out the winning formula a little bit and sort of figure out the main underlying problems of their films. And uh, as you've quite rightly said, at last they've worked out how to make a film that's refreshingly different and yet still incredibly enjoyable film. Yeah. It's not like they've directly lifted a leaf out of what Marvel have been doing very successfully for the last couple of years and will continue to do because we're like two weeks away from Endgame now. <laughs> uh, but it was a very enjoyable film and it was David F. Sandberg who directed it. And he's done a lot of horror in the past, including Annabelle Creation from a few years back. 
Um, having someone like him, again, having directors who got their own unique style, it feels fresh. And there are a few issues with it. It's not a perfect film. It could do with a few pacing tweaks here and there. Yeah. Uh, but the two hour and nine minutes we've got are really, really damn good. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Um it's definitely it's definitely different like mm. it's not what I, I knew nothing about Shazam when I went in to watch the film and I thought well, I came out and I did actually I absolutely loved it compared to other DC films I've watched yeah but, and, and, but I'm, I'm a big Christopher Nogan fanboy and I, I yeah, really yeah. really enjoyed this yeah. film uh, but uh, the two hour nine minutes we've got here are really good and having a script by Henry Gaydon it, for me because what, what I do with the comedy is like, what, what we call in the industry is the six laugh test so if the audience is a whole laugh more than six times yeah. it's a good film some of the sequences in this film were instant six laugh test passes yeah definitely um, uh, so again we don't want to spoil too much but there is there are scenes especially during the credits as well so stay back to the end although let's be honest if you're not staying back who even are you <laughs> Uh, it's you know, some really good humour to balance the darkest moments uh, that we know and, we, and kind of love from, from DC. Uh, cinematography's really good, it's shot very well. Yeah. And um, Ben Welfish, uh, who was formerly handsome as assistant, again, a crossover of genres, uh, it yeah. does a job as well. Uh, I have to talk about the performances, guy. Zachary Levi, what, what a lead performance. What yeah. a lead performance. He, he absolutely killed it. Yeah, uh, and you want you kind of mention the, the kids because um, Jack Dingray is better known for appearing in It a couple of years back. Yeah, Eddie Kasprak in It. Yeah, I, um, I, I loved him in that as the hypochondriac uh, uh, Eddie. Um, but in this, I think he, I think he stole the show. Oh, oh in, yeah, in yes. I mean, you, you've heard him in the trailer. Yeah, that the, the kids where this film really excels. Asher Angel plays the 15-year-old Billy Batson and he yeah. plays it incredibly well. I won't be surprised we'll hear more of his name in the future. You've got yeah. Jack Lynn Grace, as mentioned. Uh, Digimon Huntu, uh, better known for appearing in the first Guardians of the Galaxy film in the infamous Star Lord <laughs> moment. Um, he was a good... That was a nice little surprise. He had, uh, they, don't, they don't really big his role much in the trailers and again like we're sorry, we don't want to spoil too much but he has some of the best moments in the film as well. Um... And also, I have to talk about um, the villain in this film, who is a, a certain Mark Strong. Hello. Oh, God, he's, he's everywhere. Better known as the voice of a certain multiplex cinema's phones off messages. <laughs> Hence the little audio joke. Uh, how many of you got that? Let us know on the Facebook page. Um... But yeah, Mark Strong, very, very men menacing villain. Uh, obviously, a lot of you will better know him as Merlin from the Kingsman films. It's good to see him play characters that are very against type. Obviously, as I've heard his voice like 800 times in the last two years alone, I could see the accent falter a little bit. But playing Dr. Savannah, there are some moments. Again, they did release it as a clip, but there's a scene towards the end of the film which parodies the, the archetypical villain meets the goody. So long yes. distance, you know what I mean. Yes. Um, but that scene broke me down laughing because yeah. it was just so unconventional. The, the way they did that, the way they did this film in general, it's not like Deadpool because it's a 12A film. So for you parents who are listening, it is 12, 12A for language, innuendo, threat, and a couple <laughs> other things. So if you are bringing your kids to watch this, which let's be honest every kid wants to be a superhero as Liam has mentioned I'd advise reading the extended information yeah. um, 
about why they came to the child certificate just so you know what you're letting your kids into because there are some very choice uses of uses of language in this film uh, some of it's bleaked which is a nice little touch yeah. uh, very self-referential but this is the combo breaker DC have needed for a very yeah. long time indeed uh, Shazam basically does what it needs to do you may call it a kids film you may call it awful because uh, let's not skirt around this the reviews have been quite mixed it, uh, it started high on Rotten Tomatoes it's dropped to around you know, I might as well check I've got my laptop with me um but Shazam is a really, really, really enjoyable film. It does. It, it's a lot better than what DC have put out in the past. And it, oh, the ninety-one percent. It is officially no, certified cool. fresh, yeah. uh, like Aquaman. Ninety-one percent, eighty-nine percent of audiences liked it. Uh, it has done incredibly well for DC and Warner. Uh, it's had their biggest box office opening of the year. Uh, but whether they're going to keep that ball rolling for two weeks, knowing that Endgame is looming, knowing that Endgame tickets are on sale now, we'll talk a bit about, more about that in Film News Rundown, we've got some interesting little statistics there. Uh, but I imagine Shazam is going to hang around for quite a while. Liam, have you got anything else to add? Yeah, I think uh, with the school holidays at the minute, I think it's a good time to take advantage of um, you know uh, such a like, hit like this. Uh, especially, you know, um, it's appealing to kids uh, first and foremost. And um, me, I'm sat here as an adult, well, a big kid, and I, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like, and I didn't, I didn't really think I would going into it. So I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I got a lot of flack when I wrote my review for the blog. I got a lot of flack giving it a four star. But of course, here on the Rip Ticket Show, we don't bother with star ratings. Yeah. So, uh, what do you reckon? Uh, go out and see it now. Should be watched or worth watch because this film is good. Oh, uh, it's a tough decision, isn't it? No, I'll say see it now. Uh, so yeah, you're going to yeah. say you're going to say go out and see yeah. it now. I might as well again take the high ground <laughs> and agree. Yeah, this is a film that is one of the rare DC films. I mean, I said Aquaman should is a should be watched film. This is definitely go out and see it now. Film purely and simply because of the way the humour is done. Yeah, no matter how much interest you've got, no matter if you're into the comics or not, there is something for everyone with, with this release. And I was sat there on Monday watching it in a sold out screen. Yeah. It has been selling out left, right, and centre, which is really good for for Warner. Full screen last night. Full same, yeah. Full screen, all sixty three seats sold because yeah. that's how small the screens are here in Preston <laughs> we're not going to name the cinema but they know exactly who they are <laughs> hello Graham um, uh, but yeah Shazam is the return that DC have been hoping for for, for a very long time and I'm yeah. really happy about that because like we say we know how the mix our output has been we don't really want to dwell on Batman v Superman that much <laughs> both extended and theatrical release Suicide Squad was okay but it feels like lately since Wonder Woman since Wonder Woman and just skimming over Justice League for yeah. lots of reasons um, it feels like they've really returned to form and I'm, I'm dead proud about that yeah uh, so Shazam is a go out and see it now and sort of keep the theme of Shazam going a little bit more and also to celebrate the fact that this year is 15 years since Shaun of the Dead was released in cinemas uh, we're actually going to play a song that is used in Shazam 
because we have it on our system here, <laughs> and it is an absolute classic. Uh, I don't, do you think it needs any introduction? No. Uh, so we will be back with more Rip Ticket Show action, including the film news rundown, the box office, and a little bit of a chat about the big releases coming up over the next two months after a little bit of Queen. Queen with Don't Stop Me Now as her in Shazam, and of course, Shaun of the Dead, which, as we mentioned before, 15 years old this week. It does not feel like it came out in 2004 because it's literally on telly every yeah. week. It, I mean, Edgar Wright literally tweets back and says, Oh, I heard of an independent film called Shaun of the Dead on ITV2 <laughs> this week. It's having its world premiere or something like that. Uh, but Shaun of the Dead is, is it's a really classic film. Household uh, name. It is a household name. I mean, uh, I, I would have mentioned it in the film News Rundown, which we'll, we'll, we'll sort of go on to in a minute. But Shaun of the Dead is just a film you can watch time and time again yeah. and I've watched it time and time again because it's it's a sort of thing that I enjoy just that and the entire Free Flames Cornetto trilogy uh, so yes um, this is of course the Rip Ticket Show on Pulse Radio it's coming up for, for 23 minutes past one on this Friday the 12th of April it is the release day for Hellboy and Wild Rose I've reviewed one of them I've not had a chance to get around to the other yet but there's been a lot going on as we've been off air, and there's a lot to come later today. It is time to have a chat about the uh, latest and greatest in film news. So, oh, I hit the wrong button. <laughs> to that one. There we go. Uh, so, the important news of the last two weeks, Avengers Endgame tickets are finally on sale for cinema chains around the UK. Uh, the interesting set we've got here, for one chain in particular, 30 tickets on the first day they out were sold every 10 seconds. Not surprising. It, 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 not surprising at all. This is going to be the biggest film of 2019 until... Star Wars Episode 9 comes out later in the year and we should get the first details on that today because uh, celebrations uh, kicked off 6 o'clock this afternoon we should have a trailer which is pretty exciting uh, other news we've got um, kind of related to Shazam uh, The Rock has said that the Black Adam film that he's been attached to for many years they're going to start shooting that next year and knowing the fact that Shazam did well I think Warner are going to be pretty happy about the fact that oh we have the ability to make this a film like this work and yeah. uh, you kind of mentioned it yourself when we, we reviewed Shazam about a few minutes ago DC have a combo breaker so uh, what, what do you reckon DC can go, do going forward to make sure their films are good I think they just need to they need to stay away from the ill not not too much of what Marvel are doing I think they need to try and be original in what they do um, I think they've They've made good steps with uh, Wonder Woman yeah. and Shazam uh, in doing this. Um, and I think if they can keep doing that, they'll they'll be onto a winning formula. Uh, yeah, uh, winning formula being the key words. Uh, obviously, you know we've got The Rock on board, so you know it's yeah. going to be a big box of success, even though my friend Ed Greenberg thinks otherwise. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, Black Adam is looking like it's going to be another good film. Uh, in streaming news, Netflix are to launch their own promotional magazine for the Emmys. Oh Lord, how the mighty have fallen. They've really taken over everything. And speaking of taking over everything, more Disney news. Uh, this morning I announced the first details for Disney Plus. They have got... They're going to be launching it in November. Six ninety nine US dollars. No news on the UK price yet. Uh, but they've got, got a load of first-run streaming rights, including the 
fir- there'll be there'll be the first place you can see Frozen 2 or the Star Wars films after their cinematic releases, which was expected. It means Netflix are going to have to really up their game in terms yeah. of content. So, I mean, you've you've got a lot about Netflix, so you've kind of yeah. They're, they're, uh, I think they're doing really well with their originals, and um, their their own take on their filmmaking has been brilliant. Yeah. So, yeah, there's, there's just a lot in this industry that's been going on at the minute. Obviously, Avengers has been the priority, and we don't really want to dwell too much on it, because we're going to be doing a, a whole show on April 26th, just solely devoted to Endgame, all three hours, two minutes of it. Because we, we know how long it's going to be now. Yeah. It's going to be a long film, and we were talking off air. <laughs> there's not going to be an intermission either. They're not they're just going to play it straight through, so there'll be three and a half hours with your adverts and trailers put on. So I, I hope cinema managers, because I know cinema managers yeah. listening to this, I hope they take that into account, because this is, for, for this generation, it's our equivalent of Gordon of the Rings. Yeah. I dread to it if they put out an extended cut on DVD and Blu-ray, which will be... Shh. Oh, God, why did I not think about that? Oh. <laughs> it's going to be a real test of endurance to get through that film. Um, so yeah, that's the, that's the, imp- the importance to film news-wise this week. Now, I'm not going to spend too much time talking about this film because I reviewed it on the March 1st edition <coughs> of the Rip Ticket Show. Uh, but today, a film called Wild Rose comes out. Uh, sorry, Jesse Buckley. It's an independent film. I, I, I kind of have to mention it today. Now it's out in UK cinemas because um, it's a film. It's a very Glaswegian take on A Star Is Born. Uh, again, so okay, I don't, I, you, I don't think you've heard about this film, Liam. Uh, no, I haven't. Uh, well, it's been, it's been promoted heavily on the um, the buses here around the campus. Uh, so it's a, a musician from Glasgow dreaming of becoming a Nashville star. Yeah. So it's a, a very independent take on things. Like, like I said, I'm not going to go too much into review because it's all there on uh, on the Riptic Facebook page. You can literally, it's one of it's the show that we filmed as well, which is pretty good. So you can listen and watch me review the show because I filmed it for my independent endeavours outside of this programme. Clear shout out to our journal viewers there. Uh, but it is a, a very rare film which just comes out of nowhere in press sheet. I seen it back in February at uh, a certain chains mystery film night when we again we've been talking about that off there. It's, it's a nice thing about having a co as we can talk about these these things while the mic- mics are off. Um, but Wild Rose is a film that is built around a central performance by Jesse Buckley. You've got Julie uh, Julie Walters as well. It's a really good British cast, and I love being able to talk about films that are made here in the UK that, that just come out of nowhere. And I'm kind of glad I get to talk about this because, ni- unlike the other films that I've seen, some of the cinemas here in Preston are showing it, which is lovely news it's to see. To see yeah. Uh, which is also means, I mean, we've, we've got a lot of reviews over the next couple of weeks because we're not going to be on air next week. It's Good Friday. Come on, we need a break sometimes. We've got assignments to write. Uh, but there's a lot of films coming out over the next couple of weeks, the next couple of months even. Uh, so uh, we, we'll, we'll have a good old chat in depth about the upcoming slate for sort of April, May. Uh, but now I've got to find a very long song that we can potentially play to sort of take us through uh, till 1.35 at least. Uh, again, scouring, scouring the, the, the pulse system. So, yeah, this is proper radio for anoraks now. Because I'm a bit of a nerd. I actually sort of made a note of sort of the important songs. So I think what I shall do... Where's my important stuff? Uh, we've, we've had heathens. I think... Because I would... If you listen to the last show me and Liam did together, 
Uh, I originally joked that um, we were going to play a song from Ralph Breaks the Internet because why not? And also because we didn't get to do an April Fool's show. I do you think it's time we played a bit of a prank on our on our listener days? Yeah, I, you can see what we got queued up. <laughs> this is the Rip Ticket Show on Pulse Radio. We'll be back after a little bit of Rick Astley yes as heard in the Angry Birds movie which has got a sequel coming out in October I I don't even need to introduce the song we will be back shortly Rick Astley we've never going to give you up here on the Rip Ticket Show on Pulse Radio that was really a case of playing a song just for the sake of playing it Um, that does uh, again if you've listened to the show, usually we play a song after I've done TV Movie of the Week, but we thought we might as well switch it up a little bit today because we've got this, uh, this is our last show before Endgame. Come on, let's be real about this. So um, it is time to talk about TV Movie of the Week, and I've, I've, I've been going more towards classics lately because that's the best way to do it. So uh, our TV Movie of the Week is on pretty late on Tuesday night, and again, this is gonna. This is going to pop in the studio here. Gladiator. Good film, eh? Brilliant film. Brilliant film. Uh, Tuesday at 11.15pm, film four. It is an incredibly worthy film for something like TV Movie of the Week. Uh, It's Ridley Scott. It's a masterpiece. It is... And not only that, it's just one of the most iconic films in general. If you've not seen it yet, or... Can you... Where have you been? Where have you been, yeah. Uh, But it is an incredible film. Yeah. Um... And it, uh, it's just a shame that they have to play it so late in the evening. I think yeah. it's more because of the stuff that's in it. Yeah. Because, yes. obviously, you, you, I, playing a film at 11.15 at night tells you a lot about the sort of film we're talking. Yeah. But it is a film that just... Rewatching it in, in general, it just you get a lot out of it. Um, and it did a lot, of, a lot of great business at the box office at the time. You can see I'm linking it in now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it is time to talk about the, the UK and Ireland box office. Obviously, we weren't around to sort of t- do it last week. Um, a lot's happened. Uh, there have been some... There are five new entries this week. Uh, so do you... Um, let me just get the, the stats up here. Uh, do you want to take evens? I'll take odds. Yeah. Uh, so you'll be, t- you'll be taking it away. So without further ado, this is the first time we've done it as a duo. Let's find out what's been going on at the UK box office. Hit the music. What men want. Oh, we've got what, what men want. What men want. Um, 2.8 million. 2.8 million. Uh, at nine is the Sisters Brothers. It did £253,000 at the UK and Ireland box office. It's a very French film. Not many cinemas have been playing it lately. But I've heard pretty mixed, pretty good reviews about it. So that's kind. Well, that's what I know about it. Liam, number seven. At seven, we've got Fisherman's Friends. Uh, 5.9 million. 5.9 million banks so far. Did another 391,000 at the box office this weekend. At oh yeah, it's at eight. At seven <laughs> is us. Uh, 400,000 pounds banks at the box office. 7.6 million made. It's in its third week now at the box office. Jordan Peele will be a very happy man right now at six got missing link at 0.6 million so it's just broke it's basically first week yeah first week brand new entry there at five and I, I've been joking about this for a while is the Peppa Pig Festival of Fun it is a event cinema screening aimed towards the kids did a million pounds at four 
We've got Captain Marvel, uh, 34.9 million. Ooh, and it broke the billion dollar club this week too. At three is a brand new entry. Pet Cemetery is done incredibly well. Uh, 1.6 million banks so far. Now, we've got a two-horse race for the number one this week. We've got Dumbo, which has been hanging around for a little while. We've got Shazam. And when I ask Liam to announce number two in a minute, you'll get a good idea as well. Liam, what is our UK box office number two? It's Dumbo at 12.1 million. Which means your brand new UK and Ivan box office number one with 4.1 million banked. Warners have done it. DC have dominated once again. Shazam is your new UK and Ireland box office number one. And they can be very, very, very happy about that. That went a lot smoother than I thought it would, I'll be honest. Uh, but uh, So yes, Shazam is your U- new UK box office number one, and quite rightly so. Obviously, we've now that Shazam has been and gone, we have to sort of focus a little bit more on the next couple of weeks for films because there's a lot to come there really is a lot to come obviously skipping over Endgame these next couple of weeks in particular have been one of the most it's going to be quite packed I mean over the next six weeks or so I'll get some betting music on because obviously um, we've got to keep we don't want dead air there we are so the next couple of weeks in particular I mean there's a lot coming out obviously Endgame's on the 25th 24th you've included midnight screenings uh, focusing solely on the blockbusters May in particular uh, we're going to be reviewing a lot of these films because unlike a lot of the other shows here on Pulse we're going to be hanging around for you because there's a genuine need for film reviews and also I've got to make the most of this awards nomination yeah. let's be honest uh, so from the release schedule we've got the release schedule open here from, the, from that first week of May what are you pretty excited about I'm quite excited about the extremely wicked film about Ted Bundy. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's going to be a very limited release here in the UK, from what I understand. I know a very popular television channel that brought brought the rights here. We're not going to name names or anything like that, but uh, they're the dominant people. They put their own films to cinema sometimes, but it, it, it looks really. The trailer's been pretty interesting. Obviously, Netflix have gone on a big binge on that sort of thing. Having a film like that come out at this time, in particular. And it'll do well. I mean, obviously it is the week before Detective Pikachu comes out. I'm not sure if Extremely Wicked, Chuck and Evil and Violet is going to have much of a similar release because obviously everywhere will be showing Endgame. Yeah. Uh, but Detective Pikachu for me will be where the real kicker lies because that'll be the first major film. It's in the Deadpool slot from last year. Deadpool 2 took that, so roughly that slot um, when it came out in 2018. So it's going to be interesting to see if uh, Warner and Nintendo, who have been joint holders of the, of the franchise, will be able to capitalise on it. Obviously, it's Ryan Reynolds voicing Pikachu, so that's going to be good. So you can argue that Ryan Reynolds is the king of the May release slot. Yeah. Um, obviously, we were talking off air about, um, on May 17th, John Wick Chapter 3. Oh, that's going to be a cruncher. That is going to be yeah. a cruncher. It, although you kind of mentioned the fact it's a sequel being made for the sake of making a sequel. Yeah. Well, I think the first film, you, you watch it, and it watches very much like... They, they didn't intend for there to be a sequel. They, I yeah. think they intended to make a good film, and I think after the hype and it is garnered, it's it's snowballed. Yeah. And people, have, they've, they've suddenly thought, oh, well, let's make another one. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I miss it. That's a, it's a pretty packed week as well, because, I mean, I know I know Where Hands Touch is the Ama Asante film. So Ama Asante's director who's done a lot of, sort of uh, mainstream independent British films. Uh, attracts a lot of attention on Twitter for 
universal like copyright prevention it's been an interesting film to look at ahead of release here in the UK it's been delayed and delayed uh, obviously May 22nd more Disney domination with Van Arden I less said about that the best so we had a big old rant off there about yeah. it. I think we might actually play the rant music when that film comes <laughs> out because uh, it's going to be a film Will Smith is the genie man I, I, I don't know what to say about it purely and simply because there has been a lot of made of it you, you can do the genie but you're not Robin you're not, you're not Robin Williams yeah uh, I, I, I just want to see that film do well obviously it's it's out two days that week in particular is crazy because we've got Aladdin on the 22nd we've got Rocket Man and The Secret Life of Pets 2 on the same day on May 24th for me there's an extra film on May 23rd but I'm not sure if I'm allowed to talk about that yet I'll have to chat with directors of have got film about that hello guys hello film production like this um but the week after that, um, this has been promoted before Shazam, Godzilla 2, King of the Monsters. You've yeah. been very impressed with the trailer for that, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, I was very impressed with the trailer. It was short and concise. Short, but, yeah, uh, short, short and concise, I know that well. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, but very action-packed. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that, that's the theme of the trailers nowadays. They don't want to give too much away, yeah. and that's what Shazam excelled at. Yeah. Shazam sort of not putting the, the big, the dark bits into the trailers, knowing full well the audience is going to be seeing it... Um, blind and obviously a lot of people have seen Shazam thinking oh isn't he meant to be called Captain Marvel but Marvel own the rights to it <laughs> simmer down simmer down they could call him Captain Marvel but they can't actually market the film as Captain Marvel that's the way the legal bird works yeah um but yeah, April, May in particular is crazy. June, July. We'll, we'll discuss it a lot more in depth on a later show, but we, we have to mention the key release. I mean, what, what we're excited about, that's kind of what this big discussion has evolved into. Uh, obviously, we, we talked before we came out about Men in Black International on June 14th. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty excited about that, even yeah. after the Liam Neeson controversy. Uh, we, we won't talk about what he no. said, but having him back in a mainstream film like that would be pretty good yeah uh, June 21st Toy Story 4 enough said uh, although do you think doing a fourth film's overkill yes yeah <laughs> I, I agree they, they, they had the perfect ending yeah, they had the did. perfect ending of Toy Story 3 uh, it's also the same day as uh, James Gunn's new project Brightburn trailers for that look really good uh, what else have we got? Uh, 5th of July, couple of weeks, couple of days from my birthday. Those who follow my blog will know, will know what that means. Uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Liam just summed it up just a big yes. Uh, <laughs> we should get a trailer for that in the next three weeks or so because they're deliberately holding the trailer back uh, for that until after Endgame comes out because they, they don't want to spoil it. Yeah. Because I know they had they did the fan event last night, so they have screened some footage. And I'm surprised it hasn't leaked yet because they know full well if this film leaks. Yeah. Like, that's, I'm, I'm actually genuinely petrified about reviewing Endgame, knowing full well that we've got to keep it as spoiler free as we can. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing. I've got to I can imagine it'll be quite eventful. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I had to review Infinity War last year for my oh. blog, and keeping that spoiler free, I was literally as I seen it because uh, I know a lot of cinemas are going to be opening up early for it. As we mentioned in the rundown. Well, 30 tickets every 10 seconds for Odin, the, the raw statistic I've been given, and I don't know whether this is for the UK or not, 295,000 tickets sold. This is going to open big. Yeah. I mean, a ballpark figure, this is going to open to at least 30 million at the UK box office. It, it's it's going to be a, a, a big old deal. 
and obviously we're going to be reviewing it I'd love to cash that check <laughs> oh yeah I mean now that Disney owned Fox I've got like I've got, I've got the revenue that they can make this year I mean I've got uh, June 5th Dark Phoenix now that yeah. that's under the, 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 the Disney Fox umbrella will be the last X-Men film we get for a little while excluding New Mutants because they've confirmed New Mutants is getting a cinema release yeah. and I'm, I'm happy about that because that film has been delayed for so long it has. <laughs> Um, but there's a lot coming up. I mean, this year in particular is just crazy. Hobbs and Shaw, New Mutants. Uh, I can see Dora in the Lost City of Gold up there. I get to just... Uh, balls to that. I'm not going to talk about that film. No, because there's a new Shaw Machine movie in October as well. And Frozen 2 in November. Terminator Dark Fate. We should get a trailer for that in the next couple yes. of days. CinemaCon happened last week. Please fix it. Fix the franchise. <laughs> well, well, Arnie's back. They've got Arnie back again. <laughs> sure, he's, getting, he's not the governator anymore, but he, uh, he, he can sort of salvage a franchise, but obviously he's up against stiff competition, obviously. The thing is, we've got, we were just going, to, just going to talk about April, May, but we've gone about we've gone and done the whole year. Star Wars Episode Nine. Yes. What do we reckon? Because we're getting we're getting the first trailer for that this evening. Without, I, I cannot wait. And everyone can't wait. <laughs> I mean, with JJ Abrams back, uh, obviously how we're going to handle the Carrie Fisher situation is going to be quite interesting. interesting yeah. Yes. Um, uh, we, we should get the title for it this evening as well so obviously we will have all, all that news when we're back on air on April 26th we finally have a name we, finally, we will finally have a name but, so for all of you guys who are sort of keeping a close eye out for the trailer I'd say around 6 o'clock this evening because the way the American time difference works this is the nice thing about doing a radio show like this keeping fellow film fans educated on the latest, <laughs> and, latest and greatest in film news um, there, there's a lot I'm just going into just quickly going into 2020 as well again bad boys for life bad boys for life final uh, final Daniel Craig Bond film would have been out um, this October if, if the Danny Boyle situation hadn't yeah. happened I'm personally both excited and scared because he'll be in his 50s by the time we get around to shooting it so yeah I, I, I don't know what to say because the last couple of Bond films have been brilliant Yeah, with the exception of Quantum of Solace the less said it the less said it the better it had a hell of a theme song though yes um, but the last couple of Bond films have just been in, insane Casino Royale was brilliant Skyfall was brilliant Spectre not as good but still pretty pretty good but I I, I just want to see him give him the send off that he deserves purely and simply because he's put Daniel Craig's put all of his, his a lot of hard work into the into the Bond films over the years so I, I, I just want I just want to see this film be good uh, so that's basically our views on the next 18 months worth of films <laughs> can't believe we, this is what happens doing a film show sort of, with two diehard fans about the industry just get engrossed into a world so we are coming up for 10 to 1 here on the Rip Ticket Show on Pulse Radio. Let's give you the heads up for the next couple of weeks on the show. So, as it is Good Friday next week, knowing what public transport is like, I can't really get to the studio, uh, so there will be no show next Friday. We might put out a little something on social media because uh, we want to keep you guys going, but our next show will be April the 26th, and we can basically confirm to you what film we'll be reviewing that one. It's kind of obvious. We've got to review Endgame. We kind of yeah. have to review Endgame. I mean, I don't know when I'm seeing it, if I can actually get tickets for it or not, because a lot of shows are sold out. I mean, you'll have probably seen it. You'll have probably seen it, because I know you, you'll have booked in for it. <laughs> 
Uh, but we will definitely be reviewing uh, Avengers Endgame. I might try and review Eighth Grade, uh, which is the boat. So we want to get a, a few independent films on as well. Uh, but that will be our next show, and then we will be on air pretty much every week through to the end of the academic year. So bring you the latest and greatest in big screen entertainment, both here and in the US. Bring you the latest news, uh, the latest box office figures, and of course the latest films that have been playing in cinemas around the country. So if you want to keep up to date with the show on uh, on social media, which is the best way to find out what we're going to be doing on each show, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter, which is facebook.com forward slash ripped ticket show, twitter.com forward slash ripped underscore ticket. And that's where, we, we, that's where you'll be able to find every single show on demand, including ones me and Liam have done, which is a nice little thing. So if you missed out on Liam's debut two weeks ago, you can listen back to it. Uh, but that, we are coming up to the end of this week's Rip Ticket show. Uh, this hour just goes in flies by. Because yeah. we, we've been talking off air, we're partial to some developments here at Pulse. We're not really allowed to talk about much of them, but there are going to be some big changes to sort yeah. of the way it works at next academic year. So if you, are, if you have been a fan of the Rip Ticket show, uh, you will want to come back in over the next couple of weeks and listen to it. Um, Including the fact, I mean, actually, as we do have a bit of time, I might as well just use this bit to be very sincere. And so, thank you all for nominating uh, me for Media Newcomer of the Year at the uh, Student Union Awards. It really does mean a lot. This show has become a labour of love to me since I took over in October, and having Liam on board for the ride has been has been a really, really good asset. Uh, obviously, we're still waiting to hear on the other main media awards. So, as soon as we get more details on that, we will let you know what's going up with that. But if you want to come and celebrate, uh, go to the UCLan SU website and you'll find out more information about all the awards, not just for, for the media side of things, but also uh, to actually come to the awards only on May 2nd itself. And to think, I might we might be on air the night after, so that's going to be a very fun show <laughs> for the pair of us. Uh, it might be a very slowly paced show. <laughs> even though I don't drink. Uh, but the May 3rd show is going to be quite quite interesting, if, if, if I win, that is. Um, but the next couple of weeks on Rip Ticket, we're just going to be at the forefront of bringing you the latest... Well, we do call ourselves UCAN's Premier Film Review Programme for a reason. Uh, so that is pretty much it for this week's Rip Ticket show. Uh, as we say, the hour just goes by very, very, very... Just too quickly for me, in my eyes. I'm just winding down time now just to try and find a song that we can sort of play to bring the curtain down on another incredible week of uh, of the show. I mean, how you... Sort of just bring you back into... How are you finding Rip Ticket? Because this is your first first time ever doing radio. How are you finding it? Yeah, it's good. It surprised me, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know the feeling, because this was me this time. Very daunting at first. It's very daunting, but once you get into the swing yeah. of things, I mean, I'm just going to, again, sort of, sort of plug, if you, are, if you do want to get involved with Pulse next year, um, there are opportunities, not just uh, on radio, but for TV and the newspaper. Just uh, go to the Pulse Media Facebook page yeah. for more information on all of that, because um, we need writers desperately <laughs> um, but yeah I, this has been um, I, I, actually I've just found a song that I, I've been wanting to play for a long time I, I know it's not been used in many films um, but I, I want to play a bit of Dexy's Midnight Runners just oh, brilliant I mean there's a actually no even better 832 kind of this in considering that this is our final show before Endgame yes yeah um in fact, we might we might go all in and have a bit of an eighties binge. So we'll have <laughs> we'll have we'll have that first, and we'll have that second. So this has been the Rip Ticket Show on Pulse Radio with Jack Smith and Liam Murphy. Ah, 
Did I? I've, I've, it's been that long I've got on how to do the closing link. <laughs> it's been the Ripticket Show, Jack Smith, Liam Murphy. We'll be back on April 26th at 1, one o'clock with reviews of both Avengers Endgame and 8th Grade. Until then, we will see you at the movies. <laughs> That's just about it for this particular episode of the Rip Ticket Show. Join us next week for another visit into the archives. But until then, my name's been Jack Smith. This has been a little bonus episode of Talking Smith About Film. And until next week, we'll see you at the movies. Movies.